I ruined he my had it for thing. two years and two ruined years it. And I blew it for two years. The streak is over. Well, show's over. Pack it up. I'm done. All right. Welcome in, everybody. It is uh, the DJ Shark podcast here on the airwaves, giving you all your DJ Shark information, as usual, also known as the Important Nonsense podcast. I, of course, am your host, Steve Bonham, back in the driver's seat. You're fully welcome. So just crank it all the way up and tear the knob off. Joined, as usual, by Mr. Neil Smith. Neil, how are you on this very DJ Shark day? Preparing for Snowmageddon 2019 here in Denver. It's been 70 degrees for what feels like two weeks, and tonight it's going to get down to 18, and tomorrow the high is 24. Woo! <laughs> uh, Thanks, Ali. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. So I am batting down the hatches. Going to get a fire going tomorrow, and uh, uh, it's going to be fantastic. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about DJ Chark. So what do you suppose DJ had for breakfast this morning, Steve? Because that is what everyone wants to know is what fuels greatness like that? How can I, mean, I incorporate it? Wheaties? Is that still a thing? I don't know. I, I couldn't tell. I, I, I couldn't tell you, man. <laughs> I, I haven't thought about Wheaties since like 1996. <laughs> there you, there so, you go. Uh, yeah, people, I mean, uh, tweet at the show at <laughs> important nonsense and let us know is Wheaties still a thing? <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I don't know what he had for breakfast, but I know I had a McRib. So, oh, yeah, it's McRib season. Yeah, it is McRib it's hard, season. It's hard not to be excited about 100% McRib season. Oh, uh, so yeah, uh, speaking no of longer McRib recording in the, in the storage unit in Mesa, Arizona, back in the normal studios. Right. Now we're just recording from the back kitchen at my local McDonald's so I can get as many McRibs as humanly possible. Well, that's why you gave that guy that C note to let you in the back door. Yeah, and it's just it's literally just a post it with the letter C on it. <laughs> they so, don't know. They don't know. They don't know. <laughs> uh, but lead story this week, Jay Gruden is out. In uh, Washington, it doesn't really do anything, does it? I mean, it's the no. same old, same old. It's they even said they're going to start Case Keenum this week. It, it doesn't, doesn't even ma- help. It, it doesn't matter. It, the, the only reason this is a story is because if quietly in the background, for those people who don't follow football operations news, and frankly, why would you? Uh, the Redskins, and I shouldn't even say that name. Oh, slap myself on the wrist. The Washington wow. Bars. Oh the my Washington god, he Rachel's. ruined it. I ruined he my had it for thing. two years and two ruined years it. Two years and I blew it. For two years, the streak is over. Well, show's over. Pack it up. I'm done. Well, have a week. No. Had anyway. McRibs on the brain yeah, and it screwed it. it all up. Blew it. The Washington R's have, because they're such a giant, horrible train wreck, have turned over 40% of their front office staff after Snyder got into a beef with their public relations guy and publicly fired him, which triggered a walkout. And so now Gruden is just one of the 40% that have turned over. There it is. Just add it to the statistics pile. So yeah, 1%. There you go. 41%. How do you turn over? You turn over 40% of a football organization in the front office. Cause they say it's a, it's too difficult of a place to work. Like I, that doesn't, that's not normal. That's not, that's not normal at all for pro sports to turn over like that completely without it. Without well, an ownership sure change. If- if you're the Texans and you only have five people running the thing, well, that's different. You, know, you get that's, rid of two guys, that's forty percent right there. It's yeah, it's Bill, <laughs> it's Bill O'Brien in a series of mirrors. <laughs> that's all it is. It's Bill O'Brien sitting in a funhouse, just yelling at himself. <laughs> that's actually probably more accurate than it should be. Yeah, it's actually just <laughs> spot on. 
That's actually really what it is. Slowly. Uh, so let's get into the news. Kicking it off with wide receivers. Sterling Shepard has been ruled out already for week six, dealing with the concussion. Evan Ingram was also ruled out of that game. Any impact on the Giants? Well, I mean, Wayne Gallman was also ruled out along with Saquon Barkley if we're just going to do all the Giants. So, yeah. Yeah, sure. Just there's, get them all out of the way. There's going to be an impact to the Giants because they got nobody left. It's going to be, what is it? So now we're down to Daniel Jones. How much of that is um, we're Hilleman. injured and we don't want to injure our players? Or how much of that is we're playing we the wanna... Patriots? Why does it matter? On Thursday night? Yeah, no, it doesn't. That's, it's both. It's it's both. It's it's why are we even going to attempt to do this? Because we're going to get absolutely faced either way. So let's focus on winning the games we can win. Uh, that that would make a lot of sense. So because they're not going to win this one on Thursday. Can't win, don't try. Exactly. Uh, that is that is the analysis that we bring to you. Do not basically the Giants are unstartable that. on Thursday night. There's do you want to play Hilleman? In what universe no. are you playing Hilleman? Okay. So are you playing Darius Slayton? Popular no. waiver wire name. No, me either. So I'm not playing Daniel Jones either. I'm not playing the Giants no. defense. There's nobody backup tight end. So the Giants are unstartable this week. There's just no usable Giants. That's that's what I'm telling you. Like I, That's the list. Anything you want, I'll well, give you Golden any name. Tate. Okay, okay, fine. Golden Tate. We found one. We found one. No, I'm saying he's another name on the list. Is he <laughs> oh, startable okay. for you? Uh, maybe it flex if I was completely destitute because of buys. I could see a scenario where I'd at least feel okay about that. But it's not something I want to do. He's not ranked in such a way. Let me put it to you that way. But I could see a scenario where because of buys, your hand is forced into it. I mean, in our consensus, he's 43. Right. So that's what I'm saying. It's not that In my far own off the personal page. ranks, he's 37. So he's, again, so he's not he's that like, far he's off the page. Flex flex. Right he's there. That, yeah, he's right in the flex territory. He's in the neighborhood of it. So it's not terrible. I could see how you could get your hand forced into it if you had to. But it's not something I'm like expecting a big number out of. I'm hoping that he just does. It's nothing something. you're excited about. No, you don't feel good about it. So really, for me, there's virtually no golden Tate aside. There's really nothing you want. I mean, unfortunately, the whole Texans or excuse me, the whole Giants uh, just offense and defense is just going to get just absolutely manhandled on Thursday. Philip Dorsett also ruled out same game. Of course, we talk up Philip Dorsett's value. And what does he do? Get gets hurt. I mean, that's just Philip Dorsett, is it not? Yep. I mean, that's just his career in a nutshell. Sure. You want to get to the next name on the list? Since we're just yeah, apparently speaking in this of business? that, Sammy yeah. Watkins injured his hamstring. Something to keep an eye on for sure. We've been all over the place on this. Uh, me personally, I, you know, I've been a Sammy Watkins truther. I refuse to get off the bandwagon now. Sure, it's concerning given his history. However. I'm not ready to just cut bait on Sammy Watkins like a lot of people are. This is probably better for our second segment, but we'll do it quickly. Sammy Watkins, uh, uh, buy low opportunity for you at this point? Absolutely. People freaking out because that's that's the advice that I've been giving people. People were freaking out anyway because of the fact that— No touchdowns since week one. That's been a big step. Outside of week one, he's stepped back. And as I said and and you said on previous shows last week— that Tyree Kill coming back is going to shift the coverage, and Sammy Watkins all of a sudden is going to be a primary target in that offense. So rest of season, I would love to get my hands on some Sammy Watkins. The, the injury is certainly concerning, but at this point, given the injury and given the fact that he's had a few down weeks, 
you know, people might be willing to give him up for virtually nothing. Well, that's exactly right, because the counter argument is, what was the way that that was put to us <laughs> with him? Even minor injuries have a way of turning into long term concerns. So very well put. That is the counter argument that could be made. But for me, no. Free Sammy Watkins. Tyreek Hill coming back. They're going to adjust that coverage. Once he gets back on the field, great days are ahead. If somebody's willing to panic, sell me Sammy Watkins for uh, <laughs> something that I don't really need, for example, on my team, and I can stash him, I'm 100% in that business. Uh, AJ Green ruled out for week six, still not practicing. Uh, he is someone that we will talk about later as well. Zay Jones. Woo! Woo! Boy, did the Bills fleece the Raiders. Wow. <laughs> a 2021 fifth rounder. What an overpay. I mean, I've seen some egregious price tags, but my goodness. Uh, uh, yeah, boy, did that, they overpay on that one. There's, I, got a, I got a bunch of magic beans that I'd like to uh, talk to the Raiders about. Because, man, that is that uh, anything. Paying anything, maybe a seventh rounder. I don't even know. Uh, that's. Just bizarre. But anyway, yeah. That's there you I go. I would have opened negotiations at a twenty twenty five eighth round pick. <laughs> in the hopes that by twenty twenty five there is an eighth round. And if I was the Bills, I'd take it. <laughs> but no, they give they give him a the only fifth off- rounder in twenty twenty one. Amazing. Insanity. That's for Zay Jones. Well, there you go. Zay Jones is now a raider for what it's worth. So I mentioned this to you. Uh, I, I'll, I'll bring it up here on the podcast as well. Zay Jones, a guy that I can't believe has never earned that Lando Lakes endorsement deal. The man has literal butter for hands. <laughs> what do you think? Is it a, like a publicist problem that he can't get that deal done? Or do you um, think it's just a, a lack of investment? Do you think it, no, he, he feels no. it would hurt his brand? I don't I know. I feel like he would, feels that he's still taking it seriously and that it would hurt. Now, your idea, I think, will work a lot better in uh, a year or two when uh, Zay Jones is in the XFL. And uh, I apologize for how mean that is, because Zay Jones has never done anything to us personally, but uh, never really done anything on the NFL either. (laughs) So, I mean, I'm just saying, after he has a poor showing this weekend, XFL draft is next week. It's not too late to declare. There's still time, Zay. You can still get in on it now. Uh, We already mentioned Wayne Gallman and Saquon Barkley ruled out of tomorrow's game. Jalen Samuels will miss at least a month. He was walking around with crutches. That whole backfield is beat up now for Pittsburgh. Yep. Everybody's questionable every week in Pittsburgh. Uh, They're like the Alshon Jeffrey of teams. Well, they're going. They're going now to what with their third quarterback? Because we're going to get into that I'm sorry, in a second. That's here. not fair. The Chargers are the Alshon Jeffrey of teams. Yeah, that's true. That's unfortunately true. If Jason, they were ever healthy, they'd be spectacular. Yeah, Jason will have to bring Come that on. up to you. That's on, that's uh, uh, that's completely Friday. Alshon Jeffrey. Come yeah. on. It, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, they'd be great <laughs> if they could ever stay healthy, but they're never actually healthy. And even when they say they're healthy, they're hurt. That's the Chargers. <laughs> Is the Chargers. That's complete. That's the Chargers. The worst medical when, staff. When Alshon Jeffrey signs with the Chargers, it will be the least <laughs> shocking thing I've ever seen. Oh, or the Colts. <laughs> the Colts are so lucky that the Chargers exist and that medical staff exists. Like, team. 
Oh man, that's unbelievable. That's <sighs> yeah. Yes, everybody, they're all uh, questionable. They're all hurt. They're on their third quarterback now, correct? Because we're going to talk about that here in a second. But uh, is Mason I mean, Rudolph officially? Technically, he been, technically fourth, hasn't been. A, but they, yeah, yeah, sure, okay. Technically, they're fourth. So yeah, Josh every, Dobbs was there. He just never took a snap. Right. But yeah, Juju's questionable. Too soon. Juju's questionable. Washington's questionable. Everybody that isn't Deontay Johnson on that team is questionable. We found one. Hey, he's not questionable. All right. Literally everyone else in the Steelers is questionable. Uh, and then Christian McCaffrey missed practice on Wednesday. Questionable to play, but I, I would assume at this point it's more precautionary than anything. He seemed to be all right on Sunday. I'm, they said his back just tightened up. And I think it would after the amount of work he put in at the office <laughs> that day. I mean, when you're carrying your team that aggressively, yep. uh, it's it's going to put a lot of strain on the back to carry yeah. 52 guys like that. Yep. So for an hour, for an hour of game, for an hour of clock time, four hour yeah, game, basically. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, uh, we mentioned Evan Ingram ruled out. Hunter Henry is back at practice. He's trending towards a week seven return. It's possible that he'll play Sunday night, but don't count on it yet. Just something to keep in mind in case he was cut in your league. Uh, Speaking of guys that, you know, (laughs) disappeared on us here, Chris Herndon. Oh, all the excitement we had about Chris Herndon coming back, and then they ruled Darnold back. So with Darnold cleared to play, you got Herndon coming back. We're like, yes, Herndon, great play. And then it turns out he was running drills by himself on Friday and got hurt. Didn't say anything. Shows up on the injury report today. Immediately listed as questionable. Now they're saying he probably just isn't going to play. That it's it's such a Jets story. That's the Jets. That's it's the such Jets. a Jets story. My Ugh. immediate my immediate thought was that because he was running individually on one of their practice fields on Friday, my thought was that they must have the Ninja War set up on their practice field and that would explain a lot about the jets is that he's running the ninja warrior course falls hurts himself it's really it just it's so unfortunate so yeah the tight end really well see the <laughs> thing is they set that up because they need someone to win the million dollars to recoup some of that money they gave Le'Veon. that's true that's true somebody's gonna have to do it my money is somebody from special teams just more versatile more opportunities to run the course <laughs> sure. But, why not? I'll put my money on Coolio. I'm fine with that. Yeah, Robbie Anderson. Sure, sure, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, it's a shame because tight end really needed the help, and Herndon now probably not playing, and kind of throw some cold water on it immediately. Hey Neil, remember in the preseason when Ben Watson retired and then unretired? Yes. Uh, good times. Well, he got cut, so that that worked out for him. There we go. So we're forgetting he, about the part where he also got suspended for two so games. So he retired, <laughs> then he unretired, then got suspended for four games. Yep. Came back from the suspension, was activated, missed the game due to injury, and then was immediately cut. There you go. It's just. Yep. Wow. Roller what coaster of a What a season. What a season. Unbelievable year for Ben Watson. Probably that's it for him, I would think. I would assume that he's back to being retired. Yeah, so he got one game check out of it, though. He did. So good for him. That happened. Good for him. And if the Patriots win uh, the title, he gets a ring. Sure. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. James O'Shaughnessy suffered as a torn ACL. It's a remarkable story simply because it looked like his arm was completely destroyed between two defenders, and it's his leg that's hurt. Yeah. 
Amazing. Yeah. And also, it's a shame, too, because he was actually starting to kind of, like, have some level of fantasy relevance. He was kind of starting to creep onto the tight end waiver column. <laughs> and again, because it's tight end, it's just so brutal. So brutal every year, and this year's no exception. So that's a yeah, real bummer. I mean, it's not hard to creep onto the, <laughs> the No, exactly. And as quickly as he end, made so. it, he was gone. And so, yeah, but I, it was spe- it was amazing that, yeah, I don't know what his arm is made out of. So what do you think now at this point? Uh, Jeff Swaim? I mean, we're running out of names. So Somebody has to step up there, and the Jacksonville to... system. My point is there's it's probably going to have to end. be Swaim because there's, like, no one else left. It's either him it's... or Seth DeValve. And, and Seth DeValve we've seen doesn't in the past catch. that Seth DeValve doesn't catch. He's more Blocks. of a special teams guy. So Blocks. He's your blocker. Right. He's your blocking guy. Yeah, so, I mean, Jeff Swaim isn't the greatest pass catcher in the world, but we but saw I... him in Dallas last year. He's shown flashes. I feel like he's Given the opportunity. opportunity. I feel like I mean, he's going to get his shot. It's not necessarily a name that's super high on my list. Let's see him do it. It's, it's like nothing once, that but... I want to add right now in smaller leagues. But if I'm in a deep 16-team league with a barren wasteland at tight oh, end yeah, sure, and I'm sure. looking for a flyer, Jeff Swaim, a name to definitely know. Yeah, because he'll be looking in that neighborhood for sure. Uh, we mentioned Case Keenum is in line for the start because Redskins things. Science. Uh, Cam Newton just immediately ruled out again for week six. How yeah. much of this is his injuries and how much of this is Kyle Allen playing the way he's playing? So I'm going to go 70% Cam's really hurt, 30% Kyle Allen's playing well. Also, fair to keep in mind, they are going to London this week, and unlike last week's Bears-Raiders game, this is the early game. All right, This is football and French toast that we talk about. This is the early, the AM. Uh, so uh, fired up. keep in mind, you got to have Saturday night, your Panthers and your Buccaneers locked in because by the time you wake up Sunday morning they'll already be at halftime so there you go be prepared for that thank you NFL uh, yep. but after that they have the bye week so uh, it, it'll be uh, uh, more time to rest Cam basically also a good chance to evaluate where he's really at and whether or not they're just going to say like okay we're just shutting this down because you, you're really hurt which is also a concern at this point. Yeah, and you know, no matter how well Kyle Allen is playing, he's still the franchise, Cam Newton. He, so, I mean, it's not, not like you can risk him. Wally, I don't see how he could Wally Pip him unless he starts playing even better than he is now and takes them to the playoffs and wins a playoff game. And then we have a conversation, but I really don't think that this The only way happen. he even gets pipped is if they win enough games and he's playing at a high enough level. Like, there's a chance that, you know, we've talked about this you know, off air, but basically there's a chance that Garner Minshew is the guy the rest of the season, but you also have to remember how much money they're paying Nick Foles. Yes, they're paying Nick Foles a substantial amount of money. And so Garner when Minshew he's been, healthy, you know, I, I got to believe it's his job when he comes back. Unless Minshew can start playing even so better. So if Minshew is playing out of his mind and, you know, Foles is completely hurt and just they don't want to reactivate him, then... It's going to be, it'll be Minshew. But again, it's Allen. I don't see any way that he just takes over this job, that there's an actual QB controversy. there. The only way, no, he might end up being the guy for the rest of the year if Cam is really hurt and they put him on IR. But I don't see how he could have, how he, if Cam was healthy and Allen was healthy, 
that somehow Allen's going to get the start. I just don't see how that's going to happen. And then after Cam, we mentioned Sam Darnold is cleared to play. Uh, Mason Rudolph is in the concussion protocol, but he's lucky to be in the concussion protocol and not the morgue. Uh, yes. That was pretty gruesome. He got that... knocked out. If you didn't see it, don't Google it unless you like watching people get knocked unconscious. And if you like watching people get knocked yeah, unconscious. Yeah, if you're a UFC then, fan, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead and look that up because it's right up your alley. It's, it's you not like... even like a gruesome hit. Like no. some of the ones we've seen with like the broken bones and stuff. It's just he literally just he jumped in the air to make a throw. He he threw the ball. It took him off his own feet. And the way he landed was he basically landed on the defender's helmet coming at him right on his chin. Yep. And you could just see the lights go out. He just went limp, immediately hit the deck. And that's what happens when you have an unprotected chin and you have a weak chin, you just immediately go out. So uh, needless to say, Mason Rudolph will never be the light heavyweight champion of the world. No. No, he will not. Uh, and then Cody Parkey, back from the dead for no reason, signs with the Titans. How, Like, Cairo Santos just kept missing field goals. I oh, had the Titans all day, all day. in the confidence pool last week. And he gave up 12 points. I mean, they they had that game in the bag, and he just gave it away for them, which is classic Cody Parkey. So I'm glad they signed Parkey to just do the exact same thing. That's nice of him. Makes things easy to evaluate. Tennessee Titans, land of the lateral move. They are the land of the miracle lateral, so that makes sense. Yep. They've had the same team for 10 years. Feels like it doesn't matter what the personnel or the coaching staff is. It's the same team, right? Ball control, run the ball, throw it when you have to. <laughs> it's the same team. doesn't change. Fantasy season is in full swing, but you can get covered with Roto Assurance for your DFS team. All you have to do is draft your team on any DFS platform out there, then head over to rotoassurance.com and fill out the daily fantasy insurance form. All they need is some basic information like your name, email, how much the contest entry fee is, and the player that you want to insure. When you're doing that, you can enter promo code NONSENSE, that's N-O-N-S-E-N-S-E, to get 20% off of your coverage. If your insured player gets injured in the first half and does not return for the second half of the game due to that injury, then you're covered. You get your full entry fee back to that DFS contest. So what do you have to lose? Head on over to rotoassurance.com, use promo code NONSENSE to save 20% on your plan, and remember that injuries can happen at any time, so sign up today. And now for some reckless speculation. You're engaged in speculation. That is reckless speculation. Speculation 101, perhaps? That's speculation. That is completely reckless. Is reckless. And this is just speculation? What's the deal with all this reckless speculation? On the Important Nonsense Podcast. Jerry. Hello. That is just a bunch of reckless speculation. All right, Neil, time to recklessly speculate. Going, of course, through the trade edition again. And uh, here's some some names we want to look at. Why don't you why don't you take the wheel for this? Tis the season, tis trade season. Oh man! Oh. Hopefully, know, trade season and McRib season do tend to overlap. So. They do, they do. So go and get yourself a McRib. Get on the Fantasy Life app, <laughs> and uh, 
let McDonald's know we'd like to be sponsored. You can pay us in McRibs. You can just send them to Steve's house. Uh, <laughs> sorry, you're going to end up with one of our friends at your door if that ever happens. He's going to be sleeping on the lawn. Yeah, but then maybe <laughs> we'll finally get our ransom notes that we've been demanding. So, uh, uh, Anyway. Uh, so right now is the time. It might be when... the first time anybody's ever threatened ransom for a ransom note. That's, we're making yeah, history here. Uh, we are. We are. We're in uncharted waters here with that weird legal territory. But this is the time of year when, if you're trying to like get ready to go to the playoffs, like most of the people listening to this podcast are, if you listen to us, that's right. I said it. Uh, you want to just try and you're trying to figure out where where do I want to go? Where can I improve? And who do I like kind of rest the season? Who do I want to target to start kind of looking at my playoff roster here? Because everybody, you know, you always want to make little tweaks throughout the season to kind of build your team uh, to make a playoff push and then, you know, to kind of carry you to the hopeful title. So one of the most polarizing ones for this year is right at the top end of the running back tree. And with Saquon Barkley going down, it's kind of presented a weird opportunity that you really don't get. So you also have one Dalvin Cook very polarizing figure in the fantasy community because he's playing out of control. His usage rate is higher than it's ever been. And you kind of, you kind of end up being of two minds on this, given his injury history. We all know that is just, can you trust it at that usage rate? So my question is, and the question of just about everybody in the fantasy community, what do you do? Do you try and do you try and trade up from Delvin cook into Saquon Barkley? What say you, Steve, for me, Personally, we talked about this in the preseason. Uh, Saquon Barkley, incredible talent, relies heavily on the home run. And more importantly, a lot of his production not only is the home run, but was based on the early season schedule. They hit the harder part of their schedule here coming up after their bye. Things only get worse for them as we go through the season. So Saquon Barkley, a guy that I absolutely still want, I have him at running back eight uh, on a points-per-game basis rest of season. So I'm assuming that he comes back and will play, uh, not this week, but week seven on. And I still have him RB8. And I've got Dalvin Cook at RB11. And the only reason I'm slightly slower on him uh, is not because of you know talent or production or anything like that, but the injury history. Just the fact that... He's getting run way more than he ever has in the past. And now we're talking about, you know, uh, a guy who's had leg issues, knee issues, and is getting such a massive workload. It feels like it's just bound to explode at some point. Yeah, that that is the overwhelming concern because you're loving life right now if you own Delvin. You're absolutely just crushing people more than likely if the rest of your team is able to do anything. And he's just been so white hot. It's so hard to to want to recommend getting rid of him. But the way that I've been explaining this to people is, well, it depends on what the cost to upgrade, frankly, is. Whatever your numbers are, <clears throat> let's use 11 and 8 since that's already been established. What's the cost to go from running back 11 to running back 8? That's the answer to the question. And that really can only be discerned by talking to the person that has the opposite player of who you're looking at. <clears throat> it's very tough to get something of this magnitude done. Well, people yeah, want and not to cut you off, but yeah. the more of 
This is why I like to project out the numbers and not just a rank. Because, yes, I'm saying 11 and 8. But in actuality, when you look at it, the projected difference in points per game between Saquon Barkley and Dalvin Cook is 1.1 points per game. There you go. So you're literally looking to improve your running back by 1.1 points per game. So what would you have to give up to gain 1.1 points per game at running back? That would make sense. And I feel like people out there evaluate Saquon Barkley so high, this is the it's going to be tough for you it to is acquire him. very difficult because people who invested in Saquon Barkley likely spent the number one overall pick to do so, and they would like to be, or demanding to be compensated at that level, and I cannot recommend that. There is no universe where a mid-level wide receiver two even is worth going from Dalvin Cook to Saquon Barkley. And it makes trading with people logistically hard because they want a low-end wide receiver one, one? top-end wide receiver two. Let's go the other direction. So you've got all these people out here that we're saying maybe over-evaluating Saquon Barkley. If I'm a Saquon owner, if that's the case, why wouldn't I trade him? Well, that's 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 where I was going to end up going. So I'm glad we're getting there now. So we'll just go there right now. That's what I'm what I actually think about doing if I own Saquon with Goldman going down. What I would love to do is try and acquire Dalvin Cook and weasel my way into Alexander into Madison, Alexander Madison, and just roll with that for the rest of the year and just lock down the Minnesota backfield. That would be that has been my advice on this matter to everyone on the the Fantasy Life app is it. It seems it's logistically problematic to try and acquire Saquon if I have Dalvin. If I have Saquon and I want Dalvin, I can do it, but I want to make sure I get Madison. That's really the thing in, in both cases. And if I have Cook and I'm trying to go to Saquon, why not? Do I, if, I, if I don't have Madison, now is the time. <laughs> now, now is the time to the go The tough and, thing and get with when we're talking trades is always roster construction, right? You, you have to know what a team looks like to know the strengths and weaknesses. That is correct. You know, as as I mentioned last week, it doesn't matter if I can make a great deal that I'm winning to get Lamar Jackson if I've already got Deshaun Watson and Pat Mahomes. Like, exactly. Why does it matter that I won the trade? I don't need it. You did not so, make your team better. Yeah. If I'm looking to improve my team, I've been surviving without Saquon to this point. I mean, again, here these are guys that I have in the Saquon territory that people may be down on, people may be uh, be willing to give up, basically, for Saquon and... Or or you can give them Saquon to get these guys and another piece. You know what I mean? Like a mid-range wide receiver, quarterback, whatever it is you want to improve otherwise, right? Uh, So let's see. Nick Chubb I have in that range. Carrion Johnson... Oh, let's see who else. Leonard Fournette in PPR is just crushing it right now because of the pass catching. In standard, (laughs) he's a nightmare. Yes. Which, when did we ever think we would say Leonard Fournette PPR monster? This has been... Here we are. One of the weirdest years of fantasy, (laughs) especially over the last two weeks. Um, Let's see. Chris Carson uh, and Devonta Freeman. Those are all guys I have like in that range around Saquon, general area. Oh, 
And, and here's another good one, too, that people just shy away from because of the name. Derrick Henry. Yep, that's a good one. Derrick Henry I have as the quietly, number 10 running back rest of season. Quietly having a really great year. And they just keep feeding him. And it yeah. doesn't matter that Deion Lewis is there. And they're no, forced feeding him the ball anymore. because Matt LaFleur is gone. Yep. They're doing what I was expecting them to do last year, which is the strategy they should be doing, which is just facial give Derrick LaFleur. Total facial. <laughs> just give Derrick Henry the ball yeah. over and over and over again yeah. until the defense just doesn't want to tackle him anymore and he gets like a 70-yard touchdown. It happens a lot. <laughs> So, I mean, those are all guys that are, you know, lesser names that you could trade Saquon Barkley for, and you're going to get back roughly the same rest-of-season production. And you could also, you know, tack on a wide receiver with that. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. You also probably are going to get a throw-in with that. You're probably not going to be able to get Chris Carson. We're going we're gonna to talk about him in a second. We'll see. It is definitely worth inquiring about, but given where he's playing at right now, I don't know that people are going to be willing to move him at the moment. He's kind of really like, super if hot. I could some get of those other names are really good. To give me Derrick Henry and panic sell Mike Evans. Yeah. Oh yeah. For Doing Saquon that all day. Barkley. Doing that left right That would center. be fantastic. Um, you know, who are other like mid-range wide receivers maybe you could tack onto that. Well, yeah, that's the, the, you could look at one of the Rams guys potentially and we'll talk about that slightly, but maybe you could get one of the Rams guys. Uh, Marvin Jones may be a little bit too low on the table, but that's definitely a name in that area. Yep. If somebody Kenny Galladay, just, for Kenny sure. Galladay, uh, Cortland Sutton, uh, if people don't believe it and and uh, want to let that go, that's a name. Well, they'd probably be trying to trade you Will Fuller. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't want any part of that. Um, but there's always Alshon. Yeah, Alshon. Emmanuel. Uh, right, Tyrell Williams. Um, yep. Calvin Ridley. Yep, Calvin Ridley, absolutely. Stefan Diggs, how the mighty fall. Guys in those range. Yep, yep. Yeah, so you like, could yeah. that would be a trade worth pursuing if you have Saquon. So there you go. That's that's the advice that we bring to you on Dalvin v. Saquon because that is just a ridiculous topic that has gained a lot of traction. Uh, let's go through a couple guys rest of the season here. We don't need to spend a huge amount of time. But we got some polarizing figures for rest of the season. We'll just get right into it. Jameis Winston. He's up, he's down, he's bad, he's good. It's what I've been saying all to people forever is that, yeah, he, he ends up with a good number, but just don't watch it. <laughs> I'm not right. as a fan of this as you are, but, uh, but Jameis is a really good name to note uh, for rest of season, given just where that team appears to be and for what they've kind of, kind of put together. So, so let's get into your thoughts. Has on kind of, they've slowed down uh, this past week. Remember, they were on fire for two weeks in a row there. Uh, weeks and three and off- four. Yeah. And, and this past week, it was a down week for the offense as a whole, but still not atrocious. Not as bad as Jameis was at the beginning of the year and ha- as he's been in the past. Well, it's funny because that week- looks a little different. They played the Niners in week one, and we've seen what the uh-huh. Niners have gone on to do to right. everyone, to just everyone that lines right. up against them. It True. does not matter. So you almost kind of want to throw that out, but he's actually yeah. been useful. And he's been going the correct direction for a change. Uh, He's on the right trajectory. And now this week, like I said, in London against the Panthers, another division matchup. Then they have the bye. And with the bye week, I feel like they kind of fix a lot of these issues. And their schedule lightens up a lot in the second half of the season. And Uh, even if it didn't. After week 10, 10, uh, Arizona, uh, New Orleans, Atlanta, Jacksonville, Indy, uh, Detroit, Houston, 
uh, Atlanta again to close it out uh, if you play week 17. So, yeah, there's some real meat on this bone. Absolutely. And with their defense, they're going to be chasing points. <laughs> What's so you mean, you mean the group of guys in the secondary that just kind of wander? Yeah, exactly. Their so, run I defense mean, is phenomenal, J- but their James secondary is going to be able to put up points. So, like I said, with based on projections and a points per game basis, I have Jameis as a top five play rest of season. So I've got him at right at twenty points per game. He's my last guy in the top five behind Watson, Mahomes, Jackson, and Wilson. So there you go. There you go. Winston for Steve, top five, rest of the way. For me, he's top 10. Uh, he'd be top 10. He'd be at about nine or 10. Uh, so, But for both of us, this is somebody I'm looking to acquire, and I'm willing right. to go and ahead. And it's somebody and, that uh, someone's willing to give up, too. Yeah, absolutely. You, know, you could I'm, get him thrown in on that Saquon package. Easily. Absolutely. So his schedule is about to lighten up, and they're just going to end up. He's going to have one of those Ryan Fitzpatrick seasons where they don't really win that many games, but he himself ends up with this huge fantasy number. And, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be panic selling Mike Evans either. It's just a final thought on that. So Jameis Winston is a, a firm buy for both of us. Yeah, go once out again, go as we and, mentioned uh, a couple weeks ago, if someone wants to give you Mike Evans for pennies on the dollar, yeah, you do that. I'm absolutely uh, I'm doing that like right away. So yeah, I'm not prepared to, to punt on that yet. Um, as we just read the schedule to you, my, I mean, come on, <laughs> uh, let's do a couple running backs, running back quick hitters. This is the most, this might be the most polarizing. Todd, just, just Todd Gurley. Just so unbelievably frustrating. His, his ownership, uh, the people in his ownership group are just not happy. I mean, he got the two touchdown game. We had the nerd on last Friday talking about he would try and sell him uh, and get that off your roster now after the two touchdown performance. Because in his words, I don't want to roster a running back that has to score two touchdowns to be relevant. And he does have a little bit of a point with that, uh, sarcastic as it is. So Todd Gurley, uh, for me, I, I I feel weird saying this, but you got to trade him. You got to you got to you got to trade him. You got to find somebody who in your league who's willing to who's willing to get you something something that makes sense. And uh, and I think it's time to wave goodbye. I'm I'm concerned about. And the other concern, obviously, is that, well, they're just saving them up for down the stretch. You know what I mean? But down that could mean the playoffs because they're trying to win a Super Bowl. So what do you think, yeah, Steve? Yeah, and we're, we're going to split on this one because I've got Gurley ranked 13 rest of season. Uh, it's, it's right about where he is right now. I think anybody that's panicked about Todd Gurley right now came in with Todd Gurley thinking he was the number one guy wondering well look at all these points from last year why isn't he right, doing right. that now okay. that's fair yeah no, that's fair uh, like Todd Gurley is who we thought he would be at the beginning of this season it's he he's not getting the same amount of work he he's getting they're they're resting him they're reserving him he hasn't looked horrible it, no he's been fine that they're not utilizing him as much as they have in the past which is great for his longevity it's just not great for fantasy numbers so uh, at this point Am I completely out on Todd Gurley? I don't think so. Because what am I going to get? It, that, it's not like this is a sell high. No, no. At, that's at this where point, I was if get, I'm trading Todd Gurley, get. it's because I'm saying that I feel like it's only going to get worse, and I don't. Okay. So it's a stand pat for you on Todd Gurley to hold. Yes. All right. All right. No, because I can respect that. Because what I was going to say is I'm not panic selling Todd Gurley at all. So if I can't get an offer together that makes sense, i.e. something that would be 
close to roughly running back 15 or so, which is where I have him. The equivalent of, because obviously trading running back for running back straight up is hard. But if I can't get something that's roughly the equivalent of that, then I'm not doing it. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to ride it out. So don't, what I was going to say is I would be looking to trade Todd Gurley, but I am not fire sailing Todd Gurley. That's not where we are with this. Cause I see people talking about doing that and don't do that. That's pointless. It doesn't Again, help you. like a Rams combo of Todd Gurley and Robert Woods for Saquon Barkley. That's interesting. It's a deal you can get uh, done. Oh, yeah, because people are upset about Robert Woods. We'll get into him in literally like two Absolutely. seconds. Absolutely. It's a deal that yeah. you can package and get done. Yep, for the upside of and Saquon. I would, and I would absolutely do that. Especially if you need depth. If depth is your problem and, and Saquon yeah. Is, is, yeah, that would be, that would, and Saquon is movable, then that would be what I would do as well. Well, let's talk about, we've touched on him a little bit, but let's, let's just go through Chris Carson. Because at this point, I'm, I've, I'm inclined to hold on to Chris Carson and just ride this to the moon. Because this yeah, is what the I've Seahawks do. I've got 15 rest of season, so yeah. I'm not at all concerned about Chris Carson. I don't know why he would be. Is he going to be top 10 like he is right now? No, I don't think so. Probably not. But at the same time, like, what did you draft him as? Did you draft him to be a top 10 guy? Because I, I, I doubt it. I, signif- I seriously doubt it. So I think he's going to outkick his projection for the season pretty aggressively. I think and people were mostly concerned about Penny taking that job over at some point. Right. And, and I don't see any way of, that could happen. After two weeks of no fumbling, and then it was an ugly catch in that Thursday night game, but he caught it. Uh, I just feel like they're going to roll with Chris Carson. The only thing you worry about with him is injury. And that's You could say that just about anybody in the NFL. So it's uh, that's a tough one for me, but I see people trying to see what the value of Chris Carson would be. So I think that's probably the more productive conversation. Uh, so I don't know that you'd be able to acquire Chris Carson at this point. So you've got him at 15. So what do you, what do you think would be kind of a fair deal for Chris Carson? Cause I don't know that he's really movable at this point. I see people trying to figure out what he would be worth, but I don't know who's going to be willing to give you something that's like a huge upgrade unless maybe you could get a wide receiver or something out of somebody at a different position. This is another case where it all depends on the people you're dealing with. You have to know your league, right? Like, if people are going to deal with me for current production value, like, for example, we've talked about the buy low from Mike Evans. If you're going to make a deal with me based on what Mike Evans has done this season and the, you know, the up and down nature of it, and you're willing to take pennies on the dollar, like you're willing to take um, Austin Hooper straight up for Mike Evans because you're tight end desperate and maybe I've got Hooper and Kelsey or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> really tight end desperate, but yes. Yes, yeah, I do. You get what I'm saying. Like, if I I've do. got two tight ends, and then, like, you're so willing to give up Mike Evans because and, of yeah. the inconsistency. You're just done with it but if completely. You, if you're going to tell me that I have to pay you the value of Mike Evans based on Mike Evans' name, then absolutely not. I'm not interested in that. Why am I going to pay you second round wide receiver value based on the production he's done so far? So yes, I have Chris Carson as the number 15 running back rest of season, but to this point, he's been a top 10 guy. I expect to get top 10 running back value in return if I'm going to trade him right now. I'm not trading him based on what I think he's going to do the rest of the year. I'm trading him on what I have done to this point. So to this point, he's been a top 10 player for me. If you want to give me top 10 running back value for Chris Carson, I'll absolutely trade him to you. By all means. If you want to give me 
like I said, Derrick Henry. If you want to give me Marlon Mack or maybe you're done on the prospect of David Montgomery and you want to package together some deal that is going to be a combination of players that would be top 10 running back value, I will absolutely make that deal with you because I do think he'll come down from the high he's on right now. You would be selling high on Chris Carson. That said, I'm not just giving him away for RB2 value to be done with it because I would still rather have an RB2 than whatever package you're going to give me. Because RB2, especially reliable ones, are at such an incredible premium. So that's that's kind of the issue with it. So, no, we're 100% in agreement. I am not trading you, Chris Carson, at all in any way, and nor would I, like, if you're approaching me with, you should be prepared for the idea that I'm going to be expecting top 10 running back value, uh, the equivalent of. That's kind of what it is. So that's really the best answer to the question is, if you're trying to get rid of Chris Carson, you're looking for what would be the equivalent of a top 10 running back. If you're looking to acquire Chris Carson, you should be prepared to give up what would be the equivalent of a top 10 running back. That's kind of the way that deal would have to work. So it makes it logistically problematic, actually. But we do see a lot of people trying to count their chips at the table, as I say. Uh, two receivers. Robert Woods. We have touched on this a couple times. He has just been kind of frustrating this year. He's actually averaging a decent number. Uh, he's averaging about 14 fantasy points for the season. However, it's really propped up in a lot of ways by he had about a 16 in week one, and he had a, that 34-point performance two weeks ago. And that's really kind of it. Everything else is just seven points, eight points, nine points. Just those are that's his game log. And frankly, people expected more based on his preseason projections and uh, the idea that, frankly, the, the Rams would be more successful than they have been in terms of scoring points. And then, frankly, also the idea that Gerald Everett wouldn't be commanding the target share that he's been commanding recently for reasons that escape me, as we talked about on Friday. Uh, so what do we do with the Rams in total, Steve? What do we, what do we think? Well, got, when we talked about the Rams wide receiver core in the preseason, remember what our issue was? We said it was Cooks, uh, Woods, and then Cup. And it was they were all kind of clustered together, and we weren't sure how it would shake out but it would be difficult for any of them to break out of that wide receiver two area because the defense would be too good for them to have to chase points. Well, about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, they, about that. We tell you every year there are defenses that finish in the top 10 that don't finish in the top 10 the next year. Yeah, they an look amazing old clip. and done. <laughs> yeah, they look Boy, bad. do they look old and done. They look so, bad. Akeem uh, Tlaib looks like he's lost. That's rare. For me... Look, we've talked about this. Cooper Cup is my wide receiver, too, rest of season. He, he dominates the red zone targets. He is the he, he dominates targets in general, but he also gets all the red zone looks. What props him up more than anything is that he appears to be that slot guy who's Goff's immediate check down and is just the volume in PPR is so insane that it's hard not to love his production now and rest of season. Woods fits that same category. He's a check down guy who can find his way into the end zone, who can put up points and can be a valuable fantasy producer for you. The one that is furthest away from me, I've got Woods at 13. I've got Brandon Cooks all the way down at 36. So we've from talked preseason, about this we've actually past. just flipped them. 
literally, those yeah. are basically their preseason rankings, except for Cup at two. If we put <laughs> that, that's a little different. But you basically just flipped them and then moved Cooper Cup way up. I, I see what happened here. Okay, yes, no, that makes and, sense. Yeah, we talked about that last week too. Is that now they're they're playing in the reverse order of where we had them? But uh, Cooks, for him, the problem is we've talked about that Goff isn't really reading the field. It's that McVeigh is reading the field and the defense and telling him this is where you should be looking. This is your guy up until the very last second, and then that's basically what he does. He never has the time to think about and evaluate the downfield shot, which is Brandon Cook's whole game. So, like, once in a blue moon, he's going to go off for, like, a 30 or a 40 because he'll hit two big touchdowns in a game. But otherwise, he's going to be the Tyree kill of this team, and he's going to have a 41 week and a four the next, and you're never going to know which is which. Yeah. Well, with them chasing points, you would think it would help, but then what throws water on that is... uh... Well, he's also in the concussion protocol still. So now but even we're then, with chasing that, the points, like issue. I said, the volume all goes to Woods and Cup. Like, and Everett now. Volume is, is king. When you add Everett in too, it makes it even thinner. Because it's like, well, he's even throwing it to Everett now because they need, frankly, the O-line's been so bad that he needs to check down on half his plays. You know what I mean? On half his pass attempts. His O-line's been playing bad. The defense has been playing bad. He's not getting a whole lot of help, uh, weirdly. So it's kind of really feasting. It's it's causing his check down target guys, the three of them, to really feast and leaving Cooks out in the cold. So, so there you go. So I guess for rest of season, Robert Woods thirteen. So what we're saying is, don't cut bait on Robert Woods if you could possibly acquire Cooper Cup. I mean, don't sell your whole team to do it, but wide receiver two. And, the interesting uh, one to me is Cooks. If you can sell Cooks, Cooks sell at high, his preseason yeah. value, yeah, you that's do not that even now. sell high because he's not he hasn't produced at all. So yeah, it's yeah. you're selling him on the name and the idea <laughs> that he can return to being Brandon Cooks, which I don't think he can. So anything you can get for Brandon Cooks at this point, I feel like is worth it because yeah, he's just slipping further and further Brandon into flex Cooks. territory. Well, Brand, I was just going to say, just to put a bow on that, Brandon Cooks, wide receiver 37 this year right so far. So there you go. That's Yeah, I've great. got him 36 rest of season. So there not you go. great. So... Let's just put a bow on 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 the trade topic here uh, with AJ Green. <sighs> this is a polarizing topic, not really so much for is. the internet, but for you and me, for us, for this us, is, yes, just and, for and our general I'll, chat room. I'll yeah. just say, I'll just say my quick two cents on it, which is, look, at this point, I've come so far around on this that if I can roster AJ Green, it just depends on who holds AJ Green in your league. To me, can I if if my team is decent? And I've got depth and I would like to pick up AJ Green and the guy who has AJ Green, his team is very poor and he needs help through the buys and he can't roster AJ Green anymore. Really, I might be inclined to go and offer him like the worst receiver I have uh, if I'm not going to play him or the worst running back or something that'll help him or her get and get AJ Green and just hold on for the next like three more weeks and just hope that he's coming back for down the stretch. Cause as we've talked about in the past, the schedule for them down the stretch for our playoffs, the fantasy playoffs is amazing. So yeah, I've kind of come around on this. Like, game I get him for nothing, basis. but I'm not giving you anything of value of real value for AJ green at this point. That is not, that ship has sailed in terms of me getting, giving you anything resembling real value. But if you need like the worst wide receiver off my team or something like that, or the worst running back or my backup tight end or my backup quarterback, yeah, if I could see a scenario where I would I would do that deal because I have the depth and the upside is too high. 
to pass up on it. On a points per game basis, here we go. AJ Green is my wide receiver seven. Rest of season. so seventeen point three uh, points per game based on schedule, based on volume, based on usage. I mean, AJ Green when he plays is going to be a dominant player for them. So if I can acquire him in any any capacity. I'm absolutely doing it because down the stretch, he is going to be a league winner. There's no doubt about it. If you can get to the playoffs without him and then have him rostered in the playoffs, he will win you your league. Babe Ruth over here pointing at the center field. Call him a shot. Call him a shot. He's pointing. He's pointing. All right. Send your hate mail. Stop trying to make (laughs) fetch happen. It's not going to happen. Fetch will happen. Send it your will. email to at nonsense underscore Steve. We'll get to that in the offseason. <laughs> uh, all right. That is, that is your Pepperidge Farm remembers shot call of the year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not Pepperidge Farm, not an official sponsor. Of not the an official sponsor DJ at Chark all. Podcast. I uh, make it a family guy joke for those of you under four. <laughs> that is. Oh man, that is that is a spicy meatball right there. All right, so for me, if I can get AJ Green for a flyer, I'm absolutely doing it, and it's something that I would recommend doing. And for Steve, go go get AJ Green. Go do it. But go, again, this is this goes back your- to what we were talking about before. I'm not paying you for the name AJ Green. AJ Green, correct. I'm paying you for what he's done to this point. Which the is last time I checked, his current point total is the same as mine this season. We have put up the exact same amount of fantasy points this year. So I am not paying you second, third round value. I'm not paying you top 10 wide receiver value. I am paying you what you have done to this point, which is nothing. I am taking a flyer. And especially now, he was already ruled out this week. There's mass panic that A.J. Green might not play oh for God, a long time. Why? That A.J. Green might be out long term. What's that going he might on? Be that he might be deactivated. My oh, narrative. I'm taking crazy pills. Like A.J. <laughs> Green. What is he doing over there? And if, again, if I can give you literally nothing. If I can give you a ham sandwich on a stale bun. I will gladly do that to get. AJ Green, but why am I going to pay you premium value for the name? Absolutely. Yeah, I buy into the talent, I buy into the points, but I do not believe you should have to pay. It's not that you shouldn't pay it, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it would be fair to to. pay it, but you shouldn't have to. Why should you have to? Because he's done nothing. A lot of people get screwed over in fantasy leagues like that, too, because they're like, oh, well, you know... It's the right thing to do to make this offer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. That's not no. how you negotiate. Don't negotiate against yourself. Like, you're you're already negotiating against someone else. Don't negotiate against your own position by overpaying for anything and for because of some moral reason. So, anyway, as we wrap up here, just as we head off into the buys, because now the buys are coming fast and furious here, we're just going to leave you with a couple of bi-week fill-ins Obviously, our waiver wire column comes out on Sunday, first in the industry, and we're going to keep. Uh, we will do this on Friday if we have to. Don't ESPN, don't tempt me to start putting the waiver column out on Friday before the games. You think Steve won't do it? He's crazy. 
He's lost his mind long ago, so we'll do it. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills! Exactly. So just a couple quick headers. At quarterback, Gardner Minshew. These are guys that have good matchups, by the way, not just for this week, but for the next two to three weeks. So if you need somebody to fill in, this is the time of year when you need to be flipping a couple weeks ahead in the schedule just to make sure you got all your bases covered so you're not scrambling at the last minute and and so the buys don't come at you on, a, on a, you know unprepared. So just a quarterback, Gardner Minshew. Got a fantastic matchup this week and for the next two weeks. After that, uh, we'll see where Foles is at and all that good stuff. For the, for the immediate near future, Minshew's the guy. Sam Darnold, another great name to look for if he's uh, if he's hanging out there uh, in your league because a lot of people, he was cut with the mono and all the noise and nonsense. They have an amazingly favorable schedule over the next three weeks, and then it gets a lot tougher. Kyle Allen brings up the rear. Uh, at running back, Frank Gore, Naheem Hines, Rex Burkhead, Chase Edmonds, Edo Smith. Learn it, live it, love it. At wide receiver, how is Mohamed Sanu not over 50% owned? What are you doing? Kiki QT, as long as Kenny still doesn't play, Preston Williams should be rostered on the back end of somebody's bench in a lot more leagues than he Tight end, go check and make sure Hunter Henry's still available, is, is, not, is not just sitting on your waiver wire. Otherwise, take a flyer on uh, Gerald Everett and Chris Herndon, maybe, if he can ever stop running the Ninja Warriors. There you go. Don't forget to set your lineups. Also, you mentioned uh, QT. Uh, I'm not playing Will Fuller if Kenny Stills plays. Ooh, we don't have time to get into that. Let's get, put a pin in that. Uh, but, put a pin in <laughs> again. We, we we talked about this before, but Kenny Stills is the deep threat there. The reason that he went off, Fuller went off was because Stills was out. When Kenny Stills has played, he has dominated the targets and the deep targets. So. Yeah, just Will Fuller. I hope you didn't blow your fab budget on it. I'm just saying. Or I hope you didn't go blow a stupid trade because I saw some of those going on. Will Fuller, top 20 rest of the season. And I'm like, no, yeah. no, yeah. no, wrong. No, don't do that. Again, show's too short to get into that topic. <laughs> but again, uh, at nonsense underscore Steve, at nonsense underscore Neil, uh, you can like, you can subscribe, you can uh, five stars, uh, iTunes on uh, get Mike TuneIn, Tomlin's Stitcher, Spotify. Mike, yeah, exactly. Prove future Redskins head coach Mike Tomlin wrong. Oh, I love it. Oh, put it in my veins. Oh, <laughs> oh I love that idea. Oh, oh, I want to marry that idea. And uh, <laughs> just keep up the nonsense. Uh, catch you Friday. Music for the Important Nonsense podcast is provided by Benjamin Banger, Tritachion, and Admiral Bob. Thank you for listening, and be sure to keep up with all the latest content on ImportantNonsense.com.